Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Anime Road Talk, where we share our honest opinions on anime, Japan, news, and much more. It doesn't matter if you're new to anime, if you're a casual, or a complete weeb. Join the conversation here. I'm Tauha, and I'm joined by... Russ. And Ramin. New Year, guys. Uh, how are you guys doing? It's Jan. Yeah, it's been pretty good, man. I'm, uh, I'm not going to lie, though. It's been difficult to, to be constantly indoors, and it's kind of like left me i mean i'm glad i'm glad that i have things to do i.e golf with friends newest video game find that's been <laughs> that's been a lot of fun so if anyone yeah. uh, if anyone hasn't tried that game you need to play that game it's so it's so much oh, fun no, it's so it's a piece so it's relaxing yeah it's relaxing well it's relaxing unless you play with tala and he keeps knocking you out the fucking golf course but yeah <laughs> is it is it um, windows only i don't know actually Might i have think to check it out let me ch- let me check golf with friends yes it's on steam i know that and it's also yeah. on the xbox pc pass yeah and yeah it's like you, you just play through a golf course and some of the golf courses are really crazy like some are in space somewhere like the jungle oh, somewhere yeah. like a ghost house you, you can literally play on anything xbox one playstation 4 nintendo switch windows mac it even oh, works on shit. linux nice there you go Robin. <laughs> there you go bro you need to yeah. you need to start Yo, hitting some, some i have golf with so friends, many man. games on my steam like wish list right now i think we should start a tournament arc yeah tw- yeah bro it's a training <laughs> arc right now and we we need the yo i'll jump on <laughs> tonight i'll arc. jump on tonight <laughs> i'll get it and i'll jump on tonight yeah. oh man but yeah that, that's been fun but um yeah it's left me reminiscing a lot about things that i was doing before covid um so i think like the past couple obviously going straight into the new year and just going straight into staying in the house 24 7 has been a bit peak trust um, me but you know it yeah. is what it is so i have a message that's going to help you i hope as well okay. as other people okay. <laughs> who are who are struggling during this time you know obviously it's not the greatest of times hmm. but um 
One Piece has, you know, reached this 1,000 chapter. Yes. Uh, to celebrate that, uh, Ichiro Oda, the um, manga artist, mm-hmm. the creator of One Piece, he released uh, a statement. And I just thought it was so heartwarming. Um, and just showing how he can build something, share his love to everyone else and like the sense of community. So I was thinking about reading his um, his statement out. Yeah. Right? So it starts with 1,000 chapters and he goes, words pretty much fail to describe the world, the whirlwind hmm. <laughs> these uh-huh. past 23 years have been. Literally half of my life has revolved around the almighty weekly serialization. He mm-hmm. he. But it's not just me. Luffy and the Straw Hats have navigated themselves to so many different islands and found themselves caught up in so many adventures. At this point, even I'm not sure how many lives they've touched along the way. But it's thanks to them that so many special people have entered my own life. First and foremost among them being my family. All of these people have supported me through the years and I am deeply indebted to each of them. Meanwhile, my readers have been leading their own bustling lives. There's a certain theory that exists for long-term readership in the entertainment world that states a given pool of readers will rotate out of a series after five years. And so for a while now, I've avoided calling my readers fans. It's like they say, pride cometh before a fall. I convinced myself that I shouldn't get too full of myself because my readers would eventually leave the series Hmm. and move on with their lives. Let me say that all of you have put me to shame for thinking such a thing. Hmm. Your belief in Luffy has led me to believe in all of you. And that is what allows me to continue drawing exactly the kind of manga I want to draw. So here we are, ready to dip our toes into the final stages of the story. It's taken us a long time to reach 1,000 chapters. However, it's because I've complete, completed 1,000 chapters that you must believe it'll take us to the end. Hmm. The story waiting for you will defy expectations. I mean it. And then he goes on to say, I have a favor to ask. This is for everyone with whom, by some means or another, I've managed to create a bond. In other words, the One Piece fans of the world. My story is a long one. But for just a while longer, please watch over Luffy and his crew as they continue their adventure. That's sick. Damn, so wholesome. Yeah, that's a nice, that's a nice paragraph. Yeah, I don't know. Like, well, When I read it like earlier today, I just thought it was, it just made me feel happy inside. Mm. It's like even manga can kind of bring together people at the toughest of times and you go on a story together and it becomes part of your life. And, you know, he's, he's very thankful for that. Yeah. And yeah, it just makes me feel happy. Yeah, you know it's, the, it's nice, man. The funny thing, on like, contrary to his like, you know, own belief of how readership would, or fans would leave him after five years of like readership and stuff. I I think more people came back to reading from watching. Like personally myself, I used to read and watch at the same time, but now I've like completely given up on watching the anime at all. Cause it's just yeah. such a drag. The anime is mm. it's good. I love watching the animation and I'd probably go back to watch certain like arcs without any fillers. But mm. it's such a drag. And I think like he, even though it's it's a long one, a lot of people, I personally believe that a lot of people probably would have uh, gone from the, watching the anime, come back to reading it, reading the manga more. Yeah, so from, from my experience, I think I can agree with that. I've tried so many times to get into One Piece, right? Yeah. At first I tried watching the anime 
but just mm. like you said, it's such a time sink. Mm. And I feel like I, I missed the train to get on it. Like once it was early enough. Yeah. Now it's kind of like I need to literally spend a whole month watching it. Yeah, it's, two an, months. it's an investment, man. I don't know if you can. Wa- I don't know if you can really watch it. Like I don't know if it's realistic to be able to no, watch everything. Yeah, catch up on that. There's like nine hundred. Yeah, if you literally yeah. had nothing to do for six months, yeah. Yeah. So. Like I've decided, like I would start reading more manga, like at least mm. a couple chapters a day. Yeah, and I'm already further th- further in the manga than I was when I was watching the anime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, because what because manga doesn't really have that many fillers, right? Like occasionally they have a filler chapter or a fun thing, but like yeah, realistically like speaking, a... it's not. There's no fillers. Yeah, occasionally yeah. they've got the point five, which is like a like a mini story kind of thing. Like I don't know if you guys yeah, have yeah, read exactly, the exactly. the thousand point fifth chapter. Of, no, no, of I, didn't, I didn't read it, but it's I know in, what you're talking about. It's in the art style of Shokugeki no Soma. So it's like, oh. it revolves around like Sanji's cooking, but it's, you can just tell it's in the art style of Shokugeki. It's like, yeah. he, he took a spin on that and put like One Piece's crew inside yeah. it. It's kind of funny. So like, that's what the latest kind of filler chapter is. Cause you know, New Year's, yeah. so they ha- he had to put something out at least. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's, it signifies like a kind of journey that everyone's been on hmm. while watching this yeah. anime or reading the manga. And I was thinking for this episode, in terms of journeys, we'd kind of talk about our previous travels and journeys that we've been to, like potentially our latest one. Hmm. Because yeah. part of me this year has been thinking a lot about my previous travel. Yeah, oh, man, man, I think we've all been I'm, thirsting. Yeah, after it's, it's been it. like a year, you know, like total, haven't traveled. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Bro, if I've been I'm pretty thirsting for yeah. anything it's travel bro that's all i'm yeah, thirsty that's, what I'm for. that's the only I've been, thing I've that been i legit thirsting over it that's yeah. the only thing <laughs> so yeah i think for me it, my last travel was japan and korea how about you guys honestly my last trip anywhere was uh was when i went to japan but that was literally in 2019 like it was all it's almost been two years since i traveled yeah. fully yeah my my last well overseas travel was korea but i'd been to scotland like for, for oh a yeah but that's about scotland. that's about it that's that's, it, that's, yeah. that's homeland bro that's like here in the uk <laughs> but yeah. yeah man i was supposed to go on holiday in 2020 i was supposed to be in thailand but that got cancelled obviously and then my trip to japan my second trip got cancelled so i had two holidays uh-huh. that got cancelled because of covid what yeah, I they saw, were re- I saw... rescheduled and then cancelled again later on in the year so it was a bit peak yeah. what a year yeah. I, I still remember my flight to Japan to Tokyo yeah right so I was uh, landing in the airport which is near the city center I think it's Haneda right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Haneda airport right and I was flying from Korea so I, I had just finished doing a trip in Korea then I was flying directly to Japan and all I know is that it was super early in the morning. Uh, so in Korea, right, I was getting the plane early in the morning. I was wearing a hoodie. Um, I had barely any sleep. I was feeling a bit like unwell. So I had a, like mm-hmm. some sniffles and all that kind of stuff, right? And everyone else around me, um, they were in business suits and business attire. Okay. So I literally looked so out of place and people were just like, looking at me since <laughs> I was also the only foreigner yeah. <laughs> on, on the plane, okay? Yeah. And um, once I got on the plane, I'm pretty sure the lady sitting next to me, she probably had like the beta version of Corona. Jesus She was Christ. like fucking going mad, just like coughing, sneezing. Uh, I, and at this time, I actually put my mask on. You know that? 
This was like the first time I put a mask on. Damn. That's a joke. Yeah. And um, yeah, she, she was just like doing some mad coughing. And in my opinion, it was probably my worst flight uh, just because of that lady, as well as the turbulence. <laughs> okay. The turbulence was fucking crazy. Like the yeah. whole plane was shaking. And before landing, right, like the pilot had to do two circles. Damn. Because that he, bad? Yeah. So the him. first time he was like, what, oh, you yeah, flying through a typhoon or something? I don't know. I looked outside. All I saw was fucking dark clouds. And I was like, shit, this might be the end. Right. Because there was so much turbulence, right? He did yeah. it twice. We'd, and I was like, wait, that's not I normal. I mean, we were there pretty much like just about monsoon season, like starting and finishing kind of. We were around that time in Korea and Japan because like all the rain and like monsoon and shit like that happens mm. around that time just after summer. Yeah, it's like around, yeah. oh, you you guys went after summer, but the rainy season in Japan actually starts in like um, June. Oh, shit. So when wow. I went to Japan, it was... Uh, we went in, it was either, I can actually check one sec. I think it was, I think it was June. Yeah. And uh, just to finish off my, my entry into Japan, right? So once I landed, <clears throat> mm -hmm. I was looking sick, right? And uh, I had to kind of like, obviously go to the luggage area. Yeah. Um, and the lady there, right? Out of everybody, she she goes to me. I need to look inside your packs. because <laughs> ah, you're you're a foreigner. That's why. <laughs> yeah, because like, bro, it's not even that. He was it's sure. because man's a little bit off off white. You know, he was yeah. looking. Yeah, yeah. He was looking scared. He was looking like a bit shady, but nervous. Yeah. Because it was the first time coming into Japan as well, so I was a bit <laughs> nervous. I was solo, so my mates were already in Tokyo, right? So, yeah, so Stevie yeah. already left like a day before. So funny. So um, everyone else around me was all in business suits. And here comes like an Asian dude or like a South Asian dude mm. just like popping up. Um, it's like, yeah, it's like looks so different. Mm. And so funny. I, my eyes were quiet, bloodshot as well. No sleep. Oh my God. <clears throat> and a bit sick. And she was like, yeah, can you tell me your itinerary? <laughs> or where are you planning <laughs> and are you here for leisure <laughs> You're like, no. I was like I was like yeah I just came from Korea I did this in Korea and then I landed in uh, Tokyo now I'm staying here my friends are here <clears throat> and I'm planning to go you know and I just like gave Wait, her did they, at the time my mind wasn't working did okay? they make yeah. you say so, the stuff about Korea or you just like like you were so out of it, you you told them everything that happened in Korea yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, I was sitting just like the high level shit that we were doing. That's in Korea, so right? funny. And then, yeah, because because my mind wasn't working yeah, at the time. Yeah, it was like yeah. so early in the morning. Yeah. <clears throat> I just listed off some random shit that I was going to do in Japan. So funny. So I was like, I said to her literally, "Oh yeah, I'm going to go to the shrines." Okay, yeah. it, it probably sounded so suspicious. <laughs> okay, so I just said to her. Yeah, I'm going to the shrines. I'm going to the shopping areas. Um, Mount Fuji. Even though, like, Mount Fuji is not in my one-week trip. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So, so, so luckily, like, she, she saw, like, yeah, she, obviously she saw what's in my luggage. Literally just fucking clothes. Okay. Yeah. Like, there's nothing else. A few presents here and there. So, she was like, oh, yeah, you know, have a good stay. I was like, fuck, you know, man. Yeah. <laughs> First time going to Japan. Next time, I better shave. Yo, I've never, yeah, exactly, man, I've never had that. Well, luckily, at the like all the travels that I've been, I've never been like stopped and like asked. It's always been a smooth transition. Even in the states, when it's I went, Austrian passport, man. Probably is honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like even in the states, uh, I've had it once before. Yeah, in the states, oh, I, I, I had I it, it was it, in Texas. Yeah, oh, like damn. in in state in the states, I was expecting it to happen because my whole family went right, and my dad's his very first name is Mohammed. 
His first name is Muhammad. That's on his passport. That's the first thing you read mm. when you open your pa- his mm. passport, right? So I was, I was like, they're probably gonna ask him questions. So I had prepared. Yeah, get a random check. Yeah, I was prepared. But it's New for York, that. right? Hmm? Yeah, it was New, New York. York it was it? New York. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I think with, with New York is probably a bit more lenient. Yeah. When, when I went to when I went to Texas, right? I flew into Houston. Yeah. Mm. Um, it was literally called the fucking George Bush International, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, because he's Texan. That's the name of the airport. Yeah. He's Texan, right? So, so just think about it. A family of like brown people coming into there like 10 yeah. years ago. And then your surname as well, no? <laughs> your surname, yeah, Abdullah, Abdullah, right? Oh no, yeah. man. They were checking the nappies, bro. <laughs> What's in the nappies? <laughs> we got to open the nappies. Oh, oh man. Actually, when I flew into... So when I flew to Japan, it was a fucking long flight, man. It was a long flight. And I don't know, Tala, if you did this, but me and my girlfriend um, like fixed our sleep schedule so that when by the time we got to Japan, we were going to be sleeping, even though it would have been like morning in the UK. So we had basically like juggled our sleep schedule for a few days before. So we were like waking up really early and sleeping um, like really early as well. So we like fixed our sleep schedule a bit or we were sleeping really late and waking up really late. I can't remember what we did. Can't, I can't remember the time difference right now. <laughs> but basically we yeah. fixed our sleep schedule, got on the flight. And on the first flight, we basically had to sleep the whole time. And that was a flight from London to Dubai. And uh, mm. we, had, we had a stopover in Dubai. And on the flight, I remember specifically that this flight to Dubai and the flight from Dubai to Tokyo, the food was so good because they had like an Asian menu. Like a, like mm. no, they had like noodles so we had oh shit the, so one one flight we had like a i don't remember it was like a type of it was kind of like a katsu curry but it wasn't it wasn't katsu it was like the chicken was kind of breaded but it wasn't the curry sauce it was like some other type of curry and then we had um on the next flight we had these uh like stir fry noodles like it was it was basically it was like beef yakisoba so i remember specifically eating these two meals and i was like yo damn even the flight food is better when you're going to japan <laughs> yeah yeah like that's one thing i noticed when flying to japan and korea uh the food is just so much better if if you take like air asiana or korean airways mm-hmm. or um the, the japan one is well. i forgot what the japan one is the food is just much better bro i had i had emirates though they just did a special they, it literally was part of the ticket it said something like you get an asian menu and I was like what? thinking Asian. I was like, okay, they're just gonna give me dal. Dal. And then it was like Curry Asian, shit. like like Japanese Asian. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, imagine that having dal and naan. The funny thing, bro. Like, I've been on flights where they where they're giving you dal and naan going to the Middle East. Like it's it's not it's not uncommon. That toilet's gonna be messy. You know, the, <laughs> yeah, for sure. The, the funny thing but, is, man, when the three of us think of like Asian, usually we think of. Like our type of Asian, like South I think Asian. I don't know. Stuff. So, so because I, I went to an American school before, when I heard right, Asian, right. I thought of Ch- like Chinese, Japanese, ah, Thai. I see. And when I moved here, every time I heard Asian, it was always referring that's, to yeah. Indian. So that's the American yeah, version, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, so I just get confused. I ask people to to tell me I'm like yeah. Asian is in brown or Asian is in. So when I think of yeah. Asians, I always go immediately to oh my fellow brown people like it's yeah. all the south asians not n- nothing oriental about us but then yeah. in in like east asia and the west when you think of asian people mm. always think of china japan korea thailand the, the thing is right like we it's it's american term right so yeah. asian is normally people from east asia yeah and because a lot a lot of the east asian international schools they're american right mm, yeah 
and they study American English, yeah. they yeah. pick up on that terminology. Whereas in Britain, in UK, uh, Asian Asians. was always kind of South Asian, brown yeah. people, South Asian, yeah. but Chinese were also grouped into that kind yeah, of it's, it's Asian. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we were kind of all grouped together. Yeah, if you, it's just a continent, right? If you realize in Britain, right, when you're doing a form and you it asks you for your ethnicity and you say like Asian, Asian British, right? Like the first, yeah. the first three thing are Bangladeshi, Pakistani, Indian, and then it goes to like the rest. Yeah, yeah. That's the like South Asia are the like the f- top because that's that's yeah. who Britain. It's the population. Yeah, that's number. the population yeah. Yeah. like that they brought over from those countries at the yeah. very very beginning how long is the yeah. flight to korea by the way because ramen you went to korea but my flight to japan was like the flight home took mm. i think like 27 hours or something because oh, we had a stopover wow. like a long oh, stopover the one going there i think was like probably like 17 or 18 or something we had a one hour stopover we literally me and my girlfriend landed we had to sprint through the dubai airport and we got to the gate as it was closing and mm. then we got the, the flight to tokyo and this was difficult because I fucking broke, like, I fractured my, not fractured, but I sprained my ankle that I had already broken before. Mm-hmm. So I sprained it walking to the airport. Like, we were walking to the tube and I, like, tripped on a cobblestone or whatever on the street. Yeah. And I sprained my ankle. So I got to the airport. My ankle was, like, that big. It was just, like a, a dinner plate. And I had That's to fly the biggest with fuck this. up I've heard, man. Bro, I had to fly to Japan with this ankle. It was, it was the worst thing. Um... But so I think yeah, a, so we had we had a long ass flight a regular so how... flight there if you're doing like one like straight away no stopovers yeah. I think it's like 12 13 hours yeah I I take direct when when I fly to Asia because I don't want to fucking wait around 20 plus hours so when I when I flew direct to Korea it's around 11 hours yeah 12 11 hours. 12 hours but I've every all the three times that I've gone I've gone with Turkish because mm. they've got like the least stop over time. I think only only one time it was like a quite a long one. The very first time that I went, I yeah, like. Yeah, but Istanbul Airport is supposed to be super nice, isn't it? Uh, uh, I've heard it's really nice. It's big, yes. <laughs> they clean it all the time. It's super like it's very clean, yes. Yeah. But the services aren't like one hundred percent like ah, amazing. Okay. It's very it's very like two thousands Europe style okay like okay. inside they've got the burger yeah, king okay. and stuff and it's, it's very like kind of it's they haven't bothered to modernize that's the only thing that you can like <laughs> that you would enjoy eating there is the yeah, universally king. why is it like no one even there's no mcdonald's in airports it's always <laughs> burger king it's always burger king it's like, always I can't think of a time i've never had a mcdonald's inside in an, an airport. airport yeah it's ever. always burger king inside it's the weird airports, isn't it man. yo burger yeah, king or, monopolized or yeah, KFC and Burger King. I think isn't K- maybe they're maybe they're not owned by the same parent company, but it's always KFC and mm. Burger King. They monopolized the McDonald's. airports. They took over the airports. They were like, you know what? We'll take mm. the airports. You guys take the high streets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except in Dubai stuff. Airport. Dubai Airport's the only one I remember that has a McDonald's. God damn. That's yeah. the only airport I can think of. And I think they also have a Burger King too. So yeah. you get whatever Competition you want. Competition boys. But yeah. yeah, it's I've I've had I've always had stopovers at things. Like the first time was kind of a f- four five hour one so i mm. took a nap inside the mosque inside the prayer inside the prayer room because that, that's a that's a glitch i went i went yeah. when i was 18 no i think I, yeah. yeah i went 18 or 17 that's the time that i went right yeah and i was no i was 18 i was like it was my first time traveling alone without yeah. parents and i had like a bag full of like valuables my passport and stuff and i was paranoid i didn't trust nobody and i was like you know what <laughs> so if i sleep if mosque. i sleep in the mosque 
no one's gonna steal shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I woke and up he, and then he got up and left, and his shoes were gone. <laughs> <laughs> everything, luckily, everything was Imagine. there. But then afterwards, the second time, I went with Steve, so we were just yeah. there for like two hours. The third time, it was like a one-hour stopover, so it didn't matter anyways. Oh, this, yeah. the third time, I took, um, I took, I think, uh, Qatar. Mm. Yeah, so I I stopped over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't I mean, even take Turkish. Nice airport. It was a really but, nice airport. Yeah, it's really nice. Stopover transition um, was smooth as well. Food was yeah, good. Man. Different to Tala. When I landed in Japan, I landed in Narita. I didn't I didn't fly out of Haneda. I wish I could have flown out of Haneda, but there was no flights at the time that were yeah. going to Haneda. And I Nar- purposely booked my yeah, I would um, have plane there. I would back. have, but is... there were no flights on the dates that we were going in June. Also, I checked. We, we did fly in June, and June is the beginning of the rainy season, but... Hmm. Um, onto that later so we flew into Narita and I think honestly it was it was really cool landing there because obviously as a big anime fan uh J culture whatever fan for me like even just landing there and seeing like the architecture that I'm so used to seeing in manga and anime and that type of thing like that the airport was really really fun for me like I landed and I was so full of energy and then the process just became so shit so I don't know if you had this (laughs) color but when I landed Um, you kind of walk through everything um quickly went to the toilet got to use the fucking high-tech toilet and then we continued on and you come out and you basically get in this huge hall in narita airport Mm. and there's just like a massive hall and that's where the passport checks are but they are so goddamn strict like if you look at someone for too long they start shouting at you it was Holy actually shit. like scary. Okay. Like I'm not even kidding. It was it was genuinely there were just some <laughs> stupid people that were like going under the ropes and they were like trying oh, to cut the line. Shit. And I was yeah. like, you should not be doing that. Like that is really, really a bad idea mm-hmm. in any airport. Yeah, exactly. Especially exactly. one where the guy is already there were like armed guards patrolling and shouting at people. God damn. And it was this I remember they were there was Brazilian and I remember they kept going, We're Brazilian, and they were like trying to go under the thing. And I was like, <laughs> just because you're Brazilian doesn't matter. It's and not and a the free guy pass. just started screaming at them. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like maybe they have good trade relations or something. Yeah. I've got no clue. God damn. Have you noticed, right? When you're traveling and you're at airports and on the plane, right? Everything becomes nationalistic. Yeah. Like you start thinking about, oh, where is he from? Yeah. <laughs> and oh, then man. the guy is even saying Brazilian. Like there's always that kind of thing in the back of your mind. Yeah. But man, they, they basically, the weirdest thing was that in that airport, they had a watchtower. So they had like, as you were going through, I don't know if it was just set up at the time that I flew there, I don't know if it's a normal thing, but there was like a platform that this guy was standing on to shout at people. And he didn't speak English, <laughs> so he was just shouting at people in Japanese. And obviously what? almost no one, and this was in the foreigners, because there's obviously the, the J- Japan section and yeah. like yeah. countries that can enter Japan with, with whatever chip yeah. or like card that they have. Mm-hmm. And then there was like everyone else. So I was in the everyone else section. Yeah, yeah. And the guy was just screaming at the top of his lungs, like oh, telling you where like to go. This sounds like a prison camp, man. Dude, it looked like a prison. Like I walked out, I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is this?" <laughs> like, I never, I never seen this in an airport. Like not even flying to multiple airports in the Middle East. I've never seen anything so strict in my life. I've never seen a watchtower with a right, with so a dude standing and shouting. And he's shouting in oh, Japanese I'd... to like people who potentially ninety nine percent of them don't even speak Japanese. Japanese. Like you and couldn't there's get no subtitles. You could, yeah, exactly. No you couldn't get a person who had studied a bit of English. It's an airport for Christ's oh, sake. Man. So yeah, when, when <laughs> yeah. you get to the when you get to the actual stamp part, most of those people spoke broken English, so it's fine. But yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like, why did they mm. choose this one dude who did not speak even like one lick of English? Like, like if he. 
Most of the people also couldn't speak English because they were Brazilian or from wherever they were yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like if someone could just say no. <laughs> no, Like just the word line. no or stop. Yeah, or, exactly. You know, something like that. It's like more of a universal language than yeah. Japanese, obviously. So that was, that was a weird thing. And I don't know if anyone else flying into Naruto will experience that. But it was so 2 a.m. And the, the Arab side of me was like, I'm going to get stopped. I'm going to get kicked out the airport. Like, this dude's going to hate me. Yeah. But I was lucky that there were these Brazilian people who were just like, nah, rules don't apply to me. Yeah. I'm a freestyle. Yeah. It started going under everything, got like all the security on them. So. They were yeah. creating so a stereotype. I'd say, right, that next time you should fly into uh, Haneda. Is Haneda closer? My- yeah, it's closer. Oh, okay. It's literally yeah. like 30 minutes ah. uh, into the city center. Also, just a key thing, do not is... fly that late at night because I don't know about you, but when we landed, we couldn't get any public transportation. We had to pay for a taxi and it was like literally 70 pounds. Oh, yeah, I, I did it. So I was, I just took the, um, uh, I just took the, the trains. Yeah. So when I landed, apart from, you know, the check-in that I had <laughs> with the lady opening my suitcase, yeah. uh, no. after that, literally... Um, I walked into the arrivals. Mm. Okay, simple as it was. It was smaller, I think. Quick it wasn't easy. that big. It wasn't as big as I expected. And then there's literally a whole area where you get your travel cards and mm. your uh, train cards. Yeah. And there was like a Japanese lady <clears throat> in like an outfit there, and I I just went straight up to her. I was like, I need help. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I need to get one of these things. And she was so nice, and mm-hmm. she literally just walked me through the whole thing. She said, if you want to, um. Put money into it. Go here. Do this. Do that. And then she she did the whole process for me and just handed me uh, the card. Yeah. And then she was like, "Where are you going?" And I said, "Oh, I'm going here." And she just said, um, <clears throat> "Take you know that platform and wait for the train." Nice. Oh, so yeah, for yeah, me, definitely. it was like probably apart from getting my suitcase opened and questioned, <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the whole the rest of the whole journey getting into Tokyo was very very smooth. Yeah. So. Well, Russ, when you when you were in Tokyo, was there anything like that stood out for you? Any places or? Well, I was I was actually gonna say just to get to Tokyo was already an ordeal because after we got our bags and everything, I didn't have any problems like you had. The bag check and all of that was super easy, mm-hmm. and all the stuff that we saw in that part of the airport were fine. But because all of the trains had stopped running by the time we had landed, yeah, everyone was just getting taxis or they had people that they were meeting. And so me and my girlfriend were like, first of all, trying to find the taxi rank because yeah. after that, where the taxis were is like away from the main part of the airport. So you're away ah. from all the people that speak English and can help you. And they can be like, oh yeah, the taxi like walk straight and then go left and then go right or whatever. But like eventually you're going to get lost. Yeah, It's yeah. a huge airport. So we got lost and then eventually we found the taxi people and all of the taxi drivers obviously were Japanese speaking. Um, mm-hmm. So it was like pretty difficult because I had gotten some like prepared some Japanese phrases but the but the address that I had for where we were staying in Tokyo I didn't understand how to say it properly in Japanese and I was trying Mm. to say it to him but obviously I didn't know that it was I didn't know that the addresses were translated so the address I had was like an English translation of the address Uh. so I was struggling so hard to tell him the address and the way that they especially in Tokyo, the way that the addresses are built up is like you have the city, which is Tokyo, and then you have like the 23 different wards of Tokyo. So you have your ward next and then you have something called, oh, what are they called? It's basically like inside the ward, they have a district, which is a chome. 
Oh, yeah. oh, you have like Damn. a municipality and then a district. So basically, there's like so many parts. That's a lot, the, bro. Yeah, of the address. It always confused me. Yeah, there's like seven parts to an address. So wow. I was trying to read him the address and I just couldn't get it. And then eventually I told him the ward was Tato. And I kept saying Tato to him and he didn't know what it was. I was like, Tato, Tato, Tato. And he was like, what the fuck is Tato? <laughs> and then I Googled it and it was like... I thought you were saying potato. Yeah, no. So he didn't know. So you have to say Tato-ku or like Shinjuku. Oh, uh, yeah. So I you have see. to like you have to put ku at the end. Uh, so I said Tato okay. ku, and he understood where it was. But when I was saying Tato, he had absolutely no clue what I was talking about. So I said Tato yeah. ku, and he's like, "Oh, Tato ku," and it was like one. We were both, "Oh, yeah, oh, we know the direction we're going." And then he was like, he was like trying to help me, and he was getting all these taxi drivers to come and like try and read the English. And then yeah. I was reading the English, and I said Chome. And he was like, Chome, Chome, Chome. And then he was like going like one, two, three, four. And I was like, Ni, Ni, Chome. And he was like, yes. And I was like, yes. And my girlfriend was like, yes. And then we just got in the taxi and we started going. What the And I was fuck? like, damn, that was, it literally took about 20 minutes to get to get where we were supposed to go. Like I was, I was honestly like, we're never going to get there. Like Naruto Airport, so goddamn far away from the city. The train's not running. I was like, yeah. how are we going to do this? Like, like, what are we supposed to do? Um, because my Wi-Fi at the at that point had run out, I had to like keep telling him to wait and going inside the airport, getting the free Wi-Fi, and then coming back out because I couldn't get the Wi-Fi w where I was standing. <laughs> oh lord! So it was like such an ordeal. So my recommendation is, get the Wi-Fi, get the like travel Wi-Fi thing before you go to Japan, like and just pick it up in the airport. Obviously, yeah, we were meeting there's, people. There's two ways as well for the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Right. You can get it delivered to your address in like wherever you're departing from. So I actually got it delivered in the UK. Right, mm. so I got it from here, and then as soon as I arrived into Tokyo, I just um, swapped, the, on. swapped the yeah the sim out, and then yeah. it was working completely fine. And I had my Wi-Fi or whatever. There's also these like Wi-Fi eggs which you can pick up um, at the airport as well. Yeah, so that's what my my girlfriend's family did. They picked up the egg in the airport, um, but obviously we didn't want to pay for two Wi-Fi's just for one trip, so we just didn't have one because her family had already landed because they were flying from. Uh, they they flew into Haneda and we flew into Narita. Yeah, yeah. So it was just a it was just a peak situation, but eventually eventually we got there, man. But I don't yeah. know. Is is Korea similar? Like, do you have these types of issues, or is it much more easy to to travel into than than Tokyo or Japan in general? So, um, in my experience with Korea, it's it's pretty straightforward. I never really had to do any layovers. Um, but I do have some interesting stories on the flight. <laughs> Okay. Right. You've always got flight so the, stories, bro. What the? <laughs> the, the, the first time I went, right, uh, there was like uh, this guy sitting next to me. And I think yeah. he was probably like 23, 24 as well. Yeah. And then he was sitting with his mom. Okay. So and they, they, they looked really, really nice. They were like Koreans. And um, <clears throat> my seat was next to the window. So I was like right inside. Okay. So every time the food had to come, they had to pass my tray down. Every time I finished, I had to pass mm -hmm. my tray down. Very nice. Every time like uh, someone needed to go to a toilet, we'd have to like uh, make space for that and all that, yeah. right? So during the whole trip, they they never spoke to me. Okay. Okay. They were just like just just like basic formalities are oh, hi hi like right right thank right, you right, thank yeah. you um, please this toilet this whatever okay so when when the plane landed mm -hmm. okay. The guy turns around to me and he goes, can we take selfie? <laughs> <laughs> no okay. way. So I, I was like, oh, selfie? I was like, okay, uh, sure. And then he he brings out 
um, this app, and I think it's called. I think it, at the time it was called Snow. Yeah. So like a popular Lord. selfie app. In, what in, in Korea? Yeah, I think yeah. in Korea and in Asia as well, right? So then he took a picture of us, just me and him, and he was like, "Oh, thank you, thank you. Can we take picture together?" And he pointed at his mum, right? So I was like, "Yeah, cool." And then I had to kind of like peer in to like the picture frame, so we'd all three get in the picture. Yeah. And then uh, he was like, "Thank you, thank you." And then that is it. All right. So yeah, I think he he just wanted a picture. So I was like, "Hmm, okay. This is the first time I'm coming in, and this is what's happened." So I was yeah. So then <laughs> that was a bit of a a shock, but it was kind of like a interesting yeah. shock, right? Because I did hear about this like picture taking scenario happening in Asia, Bro. <laughs> and then. The sec the second time, yeah, actually no, yeah, the second time, right? Actually, on the first time, one one of the differences that I noticed while flying with on Korean Airways, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, when you're on British Airways and you're on a long haul flight, right, like mm-hmm. six seven hours, mm-hmm. um, they bring you food, they bring you snacks, okay? Yeah. So when I was on Korean Air, right, midway through the flight, I started smelling something, okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What's this smell? Like it smells pretty tasty." Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I realized it's the it's the smell of instant noodles. Nice. Okay. okay. And I realized it because I looked down the hallway and there was a whole fucking line of people with cup noodles, like these Korean cup noodles, in their hands, waiting to go to the back to ask for boiling water. What oh, the damn? And damn. then they'd get the boiling water. You just have to wait two minutes, and then you have like instant noodles. And then they they would all get it, and they would just come sit back down. Yo, smart, it's man. smart because it's dry food when you take it yeah. in. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. dry. They're so, they're so big, though. That's like half your bag. Yeah, it's pretty big. <laughs> I think they just think carry it on. Yeah, that's true. It's pretty big. Yeah. So then, um, and then the third time when when I was traveling, right, I sat next to this older Korean lady, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> the the way to call them is ajuma. So they're mm. kind of did you did you call her Ajuma on the plane? No, I, I didn't call her. I didn't call her, I, but I referred to her as Ajuma. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, she was from Jeju. Okay. Oh, okay. nice. So at first we we sat down and she realized she's sitting next to a foreigner. Yeah. Okay. And she was part of like some tour group. Mm. Ah, okay, okay. So um, at first we were just like, oh hi hi, typical, yeah, like nice to meet you, yeah, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then like. I put headphones in because I was like, I'm not talking. Okay, <laughs> standard standard color like, behavior. Like, uh, and yeah, yeah, because I don't want to talk. Yeah, because you, know? you don't so want to talk like, on, on the best flight. of days. Yeah. So then, an hour in, yeah, <clears throat> she says to me, "Oh, where are you from?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh," and then as soon as she started hearing me speak, and she was like, "Oh, London, oh UK," and then she gave me her whole itinerary of what she did Good in Lord. Europe. Yeah. And then also what she did in London, where she went, (laughs) what she did, right? And then she started asking me about my itinerary in Korea and why I was going to Korea. And I was like, oh, you know, I got friends there. I'm going to be going here, going to this place. And then two things that I vividly remember, okay? She said to me, have you got a girlfriend? (laughs) She was asking me like every single detail about my life. So typical, so typical. Um, Like, yeah, what what I'm doing here, where I'm going. She goes to me, oh, do you have a girlfriend? At the time, I didn't have a girlfriend. So I said, no, I don't have a girlfriend. Yeah. So she says to me, right? <laughs> she said, go to Itawan and meet girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what she said. So I just started like cracking up. Okay? That's actually so funny. Um, what is Itawan, yeah, it, man? It's, do you want me to explain? 
Oh, Itaewon's basically the one like uh, say district or area in mm. in Korea where most of the foreigners actually go to live. So it's a very foreign okay. friendly. And also there's like the US military base, I think is close by. So a lot of US military people mm. like hang around in Itaewon, which is a very negative thing for Itaewon. They don't like US military officers because mm. they're the most rowdy and, but that's a whole different yeah. story. But most of like foreigners who mo- who initially moved to Korea, they went to Itaewon. Itaewon also has like the biggest mosque in Korea as well. Oh, there's, there's another one I think in Busan as well, and a couple more so, around. So it's in it's in Seoul. Or yeah, is it's it, in Seoul. Uh, it's yeah, in Seoul. it's in Seoul. Okay. It's like an area of Seoul. It's very okay. close to like um, the big tower. International. Yeah, it's like yeah. the international. A lot more people area. there will understand you as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finish. It's very English friendly. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So she basically told me to go there. I was like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. I'm <clears throat> just traveling for tourism. <laughs> and um, the second thing she was saying, she goes, "Oh, come to Jeju. I will show you around." Okay. Yeah. And very I was nice. Like, Okay, cool. Yeah, it sounds good. I got like an Ajima contact now <laughs> in Jeju. is going to show me around. But sadly, as soon as the plane uh, landed, she just like disappeared among her travel yeah. uh, companions. Yeah, so you couldn't, you couldn't like get the, the, the phone group. number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, the, she, she, was, she was like, I could tell out of the whole group of like 20 of them, she was the one that kind of just like, spoke about everything and I like, uh, was the most yeah. social and outgoing and I was like yeah just my luck you know I yeah you had to sit like next that. to her yeah and funny yeah, enough I had, I had nice. a guy next to me on the flight to Tokyo he was a he was a Chinese guy but he loved going to Japan and oh, he nice. told me a bunch of places to go like he asked me for my itinerary so I spoke to him a bit mm. um weird coincidence that we both had to explain our itineraries to the person we sat next to but this guy was actually <laughs> super helpful and he was like oh you have a really good itinerary but when you go to Kyoto, you didn't mention going to the bamboo forest. And I was like, oh, I just thought maybe it wouldn't be that good. Like, it's it's, it's like so touristy. I didn't think I'd mm-hmm. want to do it. And he was like, no, no, you should really go. It's really cool. And probably you've never been somewhere like that in your travels. So I recommend that you just go anyway. Honestly, it's not that busy. So I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I'll add it down. And I Googled it. And I was like, okay, it doesn't look too busy. Like, I had heard of it, but I hadn't mm-hmm. thought to go. And I went and it was actually really sick and there were barely any, there was like not many tourists there at all when we went. So that was a really helpful thing from the guy sitting Very next nice. to me. I guess Tala, yours wasn't that helpful. <laughs> mm. Yeah, she just told me to go, go to it to get one, a get girlfriend girl. <laughs> and then come to Jeju and I was like, what the fuck? Get hooked up in yeah. a tour. But I was thinking, right, like um, we, we could try to compare the two in terms of Japan and Korea. Because like, Russ, you've been to Japan. Russell's, yeah. um, Raman's been to Korea. I've been to both. Mm. and i was gonna like say a few kind of statements that i thought were pretty uh that i noticed Mm. while you know traveling to both countries okay and i want to hear your opinions on it okay so i thought the travel in korea was easier okay in terms of public transport okay stations uh very very cheap as well Mm. So for me, I just thought the travel was much easier. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, lie, though, I don't think I don't think the trains were very expensive for us in Japan. I think, especially in Tokyo, the public the public like the subway isn't isn't too pricey. I think when you're when you start incorporating like the big, like the Shinkansens and the big trains between um, cities, that that can add up a lot, and you have mm-hmm. to get the rail pass to do that. Honestly, it's not. It's not feasible to pay for the trains. You have to get a rail pass. Right, right. I also, heard about fun that. thing I didn't know 
about the rail pass, you have to get it before you go to Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it before. Yeah, so some people who landed with us didn't get it and they didn't realize that you had to、yeah. get it before you go. And you can also only get it maximum two months before you go. Right. So you can't actually get it like super ahead of time. You have to get it within two months of your travel. Yeah. See. And I, I also think the part where it was just easier to understand and navigate the Korean subway compared to the Japanese.、Mm, the、subway. Japanese one is, is really difficult,、It's、even、crazy. for people who、there's, live there. There's so many stops, there's so、mm. many places. And like I heard, I've heard and I've seen people, even Japanese people, get lost inside、yeah. the station, <laughs>、like、even though they're. In there, to be、and、honest, inside the station is not too bad. Like they, they, they're really well signposted, and they have a lot of English signage. To, to be honest, I, I found it, it found it harder than Korea. Like for Korea, it's yeah, I don't,、easy. I don't know what Korea is like, but I mean,、yeah. I, to me, it wasn't as it's like the same as the tube. Honestly, I, I don't think it was harder than than going on the tube.、Hmm. I just think it's I, I think obviously like, unless you have a, an English app. I think、mm. it's difficult. Like even using、yeah. Google Maps is a bit peak. Like we, I think we got a specific app. I can't remember what it was, but there was like a JR app that you can use to figure out which train stop you need to get out at to get to where. Okay, I don't know. So it, that was definitely a different、yeah. experience for me because Google Maps for me,、mm-hmm. and I've heard this quite a lot. It's honestly amazing、mm-hmm. in in Japan. It's pretty shit in Korea. Yeah, but in Japan, it's amazing. When you when you enter in where you want to go,、mm-hmm. it will literally tell you. Uh, which platform, what time,、uh, what carriage to go into, and like normally the Google Maps here doesn't even do that in the UK.、Mm. So for me, when I was navigating, the Google Maps was sick. But in terms of like some of these big stations like Shinjuku, Shibuya, they have like four or five different layers of like fucking platforms. Yeah, Shinjuku is difficult. Really it's a、deep. huge station. It's it's yeah, bigger than、yeah. any station I've been to in the UK, to be honest. Like even like King's Cross isn't. I feel like St Pancras is one of the biggest is, in the world. Yeah, Shinjuku is massive, so I get、yeah. what you're saying. But I don't know. After like, we went to it once, and after that, we'd gone to it a bunch of times.、Um, and I found it really easy to remember which area to go to in the station. But I think in general, like, I'm quite, I'm quite good with directions. So maybe it's just me that found it easy.、Mm. I don't know. If my girlfriend would say it was very easy to navigate, but I, I thought it was pretty easy. Right. So like, I don't know about you guys, but I, I don't use Google Maps in Asia, like. At all, like all three times that I've been to Korea, I've always used、uh, City Mapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I found that that to be the most accurate, and it gives you like where which carriage to like start, which buses to take if you want to like the quickest route. You could because you can interchange between train and bus, and it won't like do an extra fare. It will just be you get out, you tap into the bus, and it will be like one fare. Yeah, rather than the, two fares. I think the、fares. whole reason. Why、uh, City Mapper and even Naver Maps is better is because they still have some, you know, political issues with Google. They they don't、uh, want people kind of seeing the exact layouts、okay. uh, of of their cities, especially you know their neighbor, North Korea. Yeah. So that's why I don't use Google there. I, I sometimes use it just to get a rough reference of the area,、mm-hmm. but、um, in Japan, Google kind of. Made my life so much easier. Yeah. yeah, we used Google Maps to to get wherever we were going. I just think we had we were using a specific app just for the subway、mm-hmm. um, because at the time I was there, I don't think we had the because I went before you went.、Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. We just didn't we just didn't use it as much、um, for within the subway. But it、yeah. was it was good for everything else. Yeah. Now that I've been like three times to Korea, at least I kind of get know my way around the the train. 
So I don't. I mm. the only the only time that I use the city mapper is to just count how many stops or like which way do which stopover do I need to use on the trains yeah. so that I don't have to like stop at the station, look at the map. I'll just know. Okay, from here I get yeah. off. I get on this yeah. direction, and then I I know where to go. Like most of the places in Seoul that I fre frequented, I know how to get to without the city mapper at least because I I have a good sense of I guess direction and map reading. So I memorize. Yeah. And you're becoming a native of South Korea. Well, yeah. th three times. <laughs> three times <laughs> yeah. is quite also, a lot. I, I think I think one other difference as well was in terms of language. Like I know a lot of people say that, oh yeah, if you're if you're living in Japan, you don't really need to know English. I think yes to an extent. Wait, wait, um, you mean Japanese? Yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> like you don't really need to know Japanese. I wouldn't like, say that. I think fine. I think you do need Japanese. I've, I've I've heard a lot of yeah, exactly. I've heard a lot of reports in terms of doing documents, doing actual Nah, man, it's like difficult to do the day documents. To day. Yeah, it'll be really hard if you don't know Japanese. And the thing is, you you don't know this because you didn't actually get the JR Rail Pass because you didn't travel around Japan. You just stayed in Tokyo. But when you go to activate your JR Rail Pass, you have to do some paperwork. Oh, um, shit. And we had to go to yeah, yeah. So we had to go, and you have to like, yeah, you, you activate it in a in one of the chosen JR stations. And the right. one that we went to was the one by the Imperial Palace, which is why I told you guys like oh, Japanese nice. Canary Wharf. So that's the station oh, okay, that we yeah. went to to activate it. And there was, um, they have like a, a section that's foreign. In most of the JR stations, I don't know about every single one because I've been to everyone, but in most of them, there is a foreign speaking like advisor section where you can go and the yeah. people will speak English. And uh, hmm. the one we went to had this uh, sick dude from, uh, I think he was from Ghana and he spoke like five languages. Oh, and damn. he was like the one guy and they were like, just anyone who's a foreigner would <laughs> go to this dude. And I was like, yo, how did you move to Japan? And he's like, I know French, Ghanaian, English, and uh, like two other French-related. Well. Yeah, he, was, he, he knows like some Japanese and then he knew something else. I don't remember oh, what damn. it was. Okay. But it was probably Spanish or something relating to French. Something mm -hmm. that had similar words or whatever. Because I know that some of the languages are similar in yeah. terms of... Yeah. yeah. So I, I think um, I think one one difference that I saw in terms of that is in Japan, whenever you need English assistance, it's always kind of separated. Like, oh, if you're oh, a foreigner yeah. and you need to help need help with English, go there. But from my experience when I was in uh, Korea, like English just seems much more integrated. Yeah. Like if mm -hmm. I spoke to somebody, they'd like catch on to eighty percent of what I've yeah. said. Always, uh, even though they might not know how to speak it, they'll know how to kind of direct me yeah. to where I need to go. Yeah. True, very like true. That, that's that's what I found mm. in Korea, like the airports, the trains, the shops, everything. Right, yeah. like there will always be, always be like an English um, menu, or yeah. if you ask the waiter, uh, "What's the best thing here?" in English, they'll understand. Yeah. But even like when I went to Japan, when I went to one of these kind of like ramen shops and these curry shops, right. The vending machine, it's all in fucking Japanese. I don't know what the fuck I ordered. <laughs> yeah. Right? But I ate it. It was fine. But I feel like that kind I think of it's situation fun, wouldn't happen in, in Korea. Like, yeah. In Korea. So I was going to say the same thing. So when we were there, uh, I think Tokyo and Kyoto definitely have the most infrastructure for English speaking. Mm -hmm. um, but we also went to a place called Kanazawa, which I think is a hidden gem. Right. I was actually speaking to a Japanese colleague and he was like, why did you go to Kanazawa? <laughs> he was like, I went to Kanazawa. On like he was like, basic when bitch. I was like 10. No, no, no. It's it's like, it's not it's not a big city. So he was shocked like why I had gone out of my way to go, oh, yeah. to, go okay. to Kanazawa. And I was like, oh, I just went because I wanted to go somewhere that wasn't 
a bit different. Just, yeah, it wasn't like you you said basic bitch, but it wasn't. I didn't want to go somewhere that was just <laughs> everyone goes to Kyoto and Tokyo and Osaka and then that's it. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to. We wanted to go somewhere um, different. So we went to Kanazawa. I think it was amazing. I would definitely recommend anyone going to just go on the Shinkansen, just go up there real quick for a day or two. It only had more than like two days, um, but it was it was a it was a sick sick little place. But even that, like the the foreign section of that station, was really helpful. But then once you're out, you're like, there's no English anymore. Like you get out of the train station and that one little booth that they have where they speak English, and there's no English at, at all. So I was basically using all the anime Japanese I knew and like the phrases. Cause I, I would also recommend just Google like good Japanese phrases to know. There's like, I literally found a picture that was 20 Japanese phrases. Um, yeah, there was, it was like 20 phrases straight and, uh, it had like English pronunciation underneath. And I think that that helped me so much just to have like, can I have X amount of people at a table? Can I have like X amount of waters? Can I have uh, can you tell me where the bathroom is? Can you tell me where mm-hmm. to find the exit? Like there was just a bunch of helpful phrases. And um, I think my pronunciation, I was actually told by, I had a Japanese family friend that lived there and she told me I pronounced Japanese the same way a Japanese person would pronounce it. It's because mm-hmm. of anime, dude. Yeah, literally I told her, it was, she it's was anime. like, oh, is it because you're still watching anime? And I was like, yeah, I still watch anime. And she was like, okay, that's why. Makes and I was sense. like, yeah, because the, the, the way they speak, I think I've said this on the pod before, but basically the way they speak, they put emphasis on different parts of different words. Yeah. And so they, yeah. like sometimes when you can say something, it doesn't sound right, even though you've said all the right things, just because you didn't put the right emphasis on on the word, it can make it sound wrong. Yeah, I see. So it was that type of thing. So I was like getting, I was, I was pronouncing it right, but I just didn't know what I was saying half the time because I was just <laughs> reading it off the paper. But yeah. I don't know, in Korea, like obviously you guys didn't have that issue. But yeah, I would say anywhere outside of, Anywhere outside of the main tourist attractions, you're gonna have to know yeah. some phrases. And to be honest, like obviously, when even when you show a small part of, even if you say like a small phrase in Korean or in Japanese, the natives will be like, "Oh my god, wow, you're so good!" Oh yeah, yeah that's uh, they, they're always like that. Yeah. yeah. So I would make the effort, uh, rather than just trying to get them to like read your phone, read like mm. a Google translation. Um, to be yeah. honest, you can get a lot of like Google has a lot of apps, especially that we use in Japan that literally like it's called the Google Lens. You like put it on Japanese or you can oh, use Google and it will translate, translate but with a picture yeah. and it will translate like most of what it says. Yeah. But honestly, the translations it's for most so things bad. are so bad. So we yeah. had it was a spicy chicken ramen that I ordered in this family ramen shop in Hiroshima. Yeah, and it was the yeah. best ramen I had the entire time I was there. I'm 100% going back to that ramen shop next time I go. I don't give a damn. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, but when I translated it, it just said "chicken giblet fire." Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, imagine saying dumb. that to the guy. <laughs> no, well, I I just told the guy I was like, I was basically pointing at the thing, and I asked him. One of my phrases was like, "Do you recommend this?" And I pointed at it, and he just went spicy. <laughs> and I was like, I like spicy. And then he was like, spicy, spicy. And then I just clicked it and then I gave it to him. And he was like a little bit nervous when he gave it to me. He thought it was going to be way too spicy. And I ate the whole thing. And I was like, that was really good. And he was like, oh, spicy. And I was like, spicy, I can eat spicy. That's it wasn't, so it wasn't that spicy for me. But yeah, I, I think. Yeah. It's, it's I th- one of those moments which is like very kind of rare and like cute when you're bonding. Over Dude, the guy was so happy food, that I ate the like food. Even 
yeah, even these small words, because you yeah. know, like you're trying to get past the language barrier. Yeah. And then once yeah. you do find a mutual word, and yeah. you can bond over it. It just, it just makes everyone, you know. Yeah, it makes happy. everyone happy, man. He, yeah. he came, he came and gave me some free stuff as well. Like he was just yeah. so happy that I enjoyed his food, and I told him like, "Oh, the food was delicious. Thank you." And yeah. he got so happy. Yeah, and um, I think for today's episode, this was a very good introduction, and I feel like this is part one of our yeah. experiences. Yeah. Um. How of you know Korea and Japan and there's still like so much more I want to talk about, like you know uh, how to like make friends or my my experience making friends yeah. in different countries, uh, accommodation, nightlife. Oh yeah, definitely you know, have to talk about cheaper. accommodation. So um, I think for today's podcast we'll probably end it here and we'll catch up next week in uh, part two. Yeah, yeah, definitely sounds good to me. Catch you guys next week, same time. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.